Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Right. This is going to be fun. Up we go. Into time and space. Welcome to Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. Well, we're going to continue our discussion from last week about Gallifrey One. Yes, yes. The sound is a little bit different. Last week we were on surround sound in our hotel room, and now we're safely enconced back into our home. We are indeed. So, uh, and, and then, not to spoil already, but next week we'll actually be doing a recording we did at Gallifrey One with uh, one of the co-hosts here on the Nerd Party Network, uh, Charlene Schmidt talking about her sort of journey into first-time Doctor Whoing, so that sound will be a little surround sound as well. So apologize for all that, but I think it, it's quality still there, and it's fun stuff to listen to. But uh, in the last episode, we were with Kat, of course, who brought us into this wonderful world of Galley 1, and we had kind of gone up until you know, our arrival, until Friday afternoon, and so we're going to talk about sort of the rest of Friday evening, Saturday, and reflections upon their own yeah i think general overview now that we are home and have had some time to mull it over i just unpacked today so well there you go i should probably do that at some point <laughs> we'll see yeah so we'll be off again for something eventually <laughs> so i can queue up the thing but let's kind of talk about panels first okay you know i think this was in some ways different from other cons i've been to of course years ago at this point because um, usually it was with a group of people, and so you hung out a lot more, you know, with it was just the two of us, and we hung out the whole time because we're just together and married and forced to do so. But, I mean, it wasn't like... <laughs> Legally bound. <laughs> and we had, our, you know, we'll talk about our nights, but sort of during the day, you know... It wasn't a... Wink. We yes. will not talk about our nights. <laughs> but hanging around with people. You know, so there wasn't a lot of hanging around during the day. Yeah, that's true, as you say, because because we didn't know people... We didn't, but we ended up going socialize to socialize a lot, a lot more panels than I probably n- normally would have. Really? Yeah, because I, I think a lot of conventions I don't usually go to that many panels. Oh, okay, let's see. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but anyway, so we did go to panels. Is my point. So, um, what were ones that you remember from? I really liked. Uh, does the coffee clatch? Yeah, no, count? Talk about that. That was our sort of Saturday morning. Was it Saturday? Friday morning? Saturday morning? Oh, God, I don't know. Yep, see, it was Saturday morning. Okay, our Saturday morning. It was Saturday at noon then. It was definitely noon. But anyway, um, and it was a group of 12 of us who got to sit down in a conference room and have coffee with Jamie Childs, who directed four episodes of The 13th Doctor. Yep, and it was the first one to direct her. Yes, yeah. Both because he did the teaser as well. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah. Then, and I guess technically Rachel did the regeneration scene. Yep. But then he did the first full-up episode, so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I found that really interesting. And I wasn't, like, I was excited about it, and I wanted to hear about it, but I didn't, you know, there's not a whole lot of crossover between a theater director and a film director. Um, so I didn't know how much of it would go over my head or anything. But it was still really interesting, and he was absolutely delightful, I thought. No, again, not knowing the the experience, but, you know, he seems like, I don't know, it sounds silly to say, but he seemed like a real person, just a regular person. He just happened to be directing. He has a a sound background. I thought that was interesting. Yes, You never know how people come to the job. Yeah, and sound, sort of sound engineering. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And he showed showed us pictures on his phone. I know, I thought that was hilarious. The, from the first episode, which, yeah, I thought was really cool. He's like, yeah, I got this on my phone. Hold on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but that's one of the nice things, I think, I guess, about the coffee clutches and, and that sort of thing. And then we saw him later on with three other Doctor Who directors. Mm-hmm. Um, for a bigger panel, and I also found that really interesting. So I enjoyed those sections of of podcast. Yeah, and of, I was uh, panel. Sorry. Yeah, and I was interested in sort of the creative process, and I'm sure it's different with every show or every showrunner or whatever. But um, it was interesting, just as far as story, because obviously with Chris Chibnall, not only is he showrunner, he writes literally writes a lot of the scripts as well, at least for this first series. And so, you know, what, what part does he bring in the director and other folks, 
you know, is it collaborative or is it just Chris saying, here you go? And, and, you know, like from a, at least a theater background, you know, they always dissuade us playwrights from writing too many stage directions. I always wonder how much is in the script that the director sort of has to put in himself or his vision, or is it just do what it says? Yeah. And Jamie talked a little bit about that in terms of, um, sitting down with Chibnall with a complete script, but going through it together to talk about problems, to talk about things that they can do, all of those sorts of, of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like Jamie was not a big fan of the um, cranes <laughs> in the beginning, but they made it happen. Yeah, I mean, because it's obviously a Herculean effort. I mean, it's a lot of money, too. I mean, just because he's... I mean, he's not responsible for getting the budget, but he's responsible for spending the money. Yes, and, that, and for ideally sticking to the budget. And so cranes are obviously a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> particularly because, as he was saying, the crane scenes were filmed in, like, three different places. Mm-hmm. You know, the interior of the cranes and the top of the cranes and then the sides of the cranes were all three different location shots. So, uh, And then, of course, you're not filming them back to back, so you've got to put them together in a way that, is seamless. Um, and I thought it was interesting that the cranes were actually the first day of shooting. Yes. <laughs> For yeah. the woman who fell to earth, literally the first thing ever filmed that first day was the cranes. So Jody sort of got the, um, yep, yeah, this is what we're doing. Now jump. <laughs> so apparently she, I think she was like, wasn't he, didn't he say she was not keen on heights or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And they made her do it anyway. <laughs> but, so. Never mind, never mind. So two panels I'll mention just quickly because... They're, none of them were Doctor Who related, <laughs> but they of were at course. Gallifrey One. Um, there was a Star Trek panel that was uh, good, that, that I really liked. I, I thought, you know, we'll go too deep into it because it's not a Star Trek podcast, but it was... This is, by the way, one place where we did separate. We did. I sat at the bar and got chatted up by a businessman. Oh, oh, a non-Doctor Who a person. Non- Non-Galley One mm-hmm. person, yeah. And uh, you went off and did your Star Trek. Yeah. And so, but I, I think one thing going to that panel... Uh, you know, it's, 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 you should always have your opinions in the fandom, whether it's Doctor Who, um, or Star Trek or whatever it is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having an opinion if it's not positive or negative or whatever. But I think in that one, you know, we ended up talking a lot about, if if people know the Star Trek stuff, you know, Discovery is the current show on the air and that has some divided thoughts, but I guess similar to Doctor Who, how Mm. the latest series has some divided thoughts as well. And so, but it does make you reflect on how to talk about stuff and, if you're not keen on a series or a character or something that you're a fan of the larger stuff, so like Star Trek, for instance, um, you know, say, you know, you're not a big Discovery fan, but you love Star Trek, or say Doctor Who, say maybe you love Star Trek, you're not keen on the 13th Doctor or something like that. You know, how do you place yourself in the fandom? You know, how do you talk? You know, because you don't want to be a negative Nelly, um, but you also don't want to be silent because um, you're there at the fandom too. So it just makes you think about how, how you talk about stuff. Mm. And how you interact with people who have differing opinions. Yeah, because I mean, one thing about, and again, I'll get off the Star Trek, but with, I mean, but we try to do Doctor Who as well. But think with, with City Alpha Three, with my Star Trek podcast that I have here on the network, we tend to like to have guests when we do Star Trek Discovery rooms because Discovery episodes, because the three of us tend to be on the same wavelength, which is good as friends, but bad sometimes for a podcast. You just don't an echo chamber, so it's good to have someone who likes maybe a little bit more positive on Discovery than we are because. You know, we may be negative, but we just don't, it's not like, oh, that's the only opinion that is. That's just, that's just us. That's just us. And we'd like to have other people come on. If they love it, then they are more than happy to try to spread their love. <laughs> I mean, you say ugly things about them after they're gone, though. <laughs> well, you got to hear uh, uh, Jessica, for, for whether she wanted to or not, sort of got a after dark <laughs> Star Trek podcast experience. I did, yes. Yes, when all of the Star Trek people came back to our hotel room and... I was surrounded by incessant Star Trek for about, what, three, four hours? Possibly, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I had absolutely nothing to contribute, so I read a book. <laughs> so what did you think of the... Oh, I'll, I'll do a quick... My other non-Star Trek, I'll just do it very quickly, is I was on a panel uh, mm. for Babylon 5 celebrating its 25 years and i was i did miss out on seeing the babylon five stars i mean like i literally saw them there in the hallway signing autographs but i didn't stand in line or do or go to their actual panel they were at because it was conflicted with our jamie child's oh, right, yeah, yeah coffee clash but i was you know i think it's cool to have a small group and just be a big thing 
So that was a you know a little slightly disappointment, but I think when it came to Galvey One schedule, I was sort of like, look, I'm going to see what I'm going to see. I'm not going to kill myself complaining about things. You know, just pick an event and go there, and don't worry about was it the FOMO fear of missing out? Yeah, yeah. whatever. I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to be that guy. Just be glad I got what I got. But anyway, for the it was it was interesting to be on a, on a panel mm. because I was sort of there as a fan. Um, I mean, I like to feel like I'm a somewhat knowledgeable fan, but a fan nonetheless. And then there's a young lady sitting next to me who was also a fan. And then sort of three people beside us were the more maybe concrete people had more of a legit background on Babylon 5. Um, but I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know. You, you can tell me. You were in the audience. So it's like I, would, I wanted to give them time because they're you know, legit people. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I did want to <laughs> address some topics too. Yeah, and I feel like you did that pretty well. You did have one sort of chatty Kathy in the bunch who mm. who had a lot to say. It was not the woman. She it was saying, gender yes, neutral. <laughs> yes, that is a gender neutral chatty Kathy. <laughs> and yes, and seemed to want people to know that. He was quite important. Right. And that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, but he did tend to occasionally monopolize. Uh, but I think he got a few few good comments in. And uh, I don't know enough about Babylon 5. For instance, I did this morning call it Babylon 9. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know enough about the content. But uh, it was interesting. My favorite story from After Night Trek talk. <laughs> was we heard because you, you always hear and again it's not Doctor Who I know but anyway there was this you know, the whole thing about like oh Babylon Five or Star Trek Deep Space Nine in the nineties you know both these space station shows and blah blah but apparently the cast and crew were fine and they were friends and there was like a softball game or a baseball game they oh, played yeah. against each other yeah and I guess the Babylon Five people won and they made T shirts that said like Babylon Five Deep Space Nine Four <laughs> so that was funny but anyway so what did you think of the Catherine Tate panel, otherwise known as her uh, one-woman show. Yes, it felt very... I'm not sure. I like Catherine Tate a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even begin to imagine how hectic and stressful these sorts of things are. And I seem to glean it was her first Doctor Who convention. Yes, that yeah. seems to be the idea I had as well. And and, you know, I mean, you see her, we had our picture made with her, and it was literally a step in, arms around, step out, next. And I can't imagine having to stand there for an hour or two hours and do that, and then go do two hours worth of autographs. And and it, it for me, as somebody who doesn't like crowds very much, that seems Really, really stressful to have strangers at me all the time. I just think it would be exhausting. That said, she didn't necessarily seem quite as warm and welcoming as perhaps I would have liked. Yeah. Uh, she played things very close to the vest. Right. Yeah, that's, I would say, you know, because I don't know the woman, but it sort of be like, I don't understand you nerds. So I'm just going to try to fall back on what I know. Yes, which, <laughs> which is comedy. Which is, was crowd work, uh, is what she. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And she was great at it, mm-hmm. but it did feel like we were going to see a, you know, the Catherine Tate show right. rather than which we would go see. Which we would absolutely <laughs> go see. Uh, but she played things very close to the vest. You know, when people were like, "Hey, what's up next for you?" and "What would you love to do?" and she's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about those sorts of things." Yeah, and, it's bad luck. She says, "Just put it out there." Yeah, and and I get it. Everybody's got their quirks. That's absolutely fine. It just, yeah, it didn't feel. And like you say, this was her first one, and that may be something that she warms up to, or decides she never wants to do again. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because um, she, she is, is she is welcome to do that because she's a self confessed. Not Doctor Who fan, mm. and she's also you know is like I don't remember stuff like don't ask me about this episode. Of that I mean, and I don't think it's in a mean way. It's just you know, she had a, you know, like I'm sure if you want to talk to her about or ask her about David Tennant, she could tell tell you that. But like, yes, what was yeah. it like to have a beetle on your back? She's like, I don't know if I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell us about meeting Peter Capaldi and though that said, she did remember one line, and I can't. I think was it where. It was the one, maybe one of her last ones, because she had the, she's she remembered the scene of like where she's telling the doctor, "Oh, we're gonna travel forever together" or something, and that may have been the maybe her last up or her last proper episode. I know she had a bunch, but that last you know Donna full on as companion episode when the doctor then zapped her memory and the doctor Donna and all that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think also particularly if you are not a fan. 
it's got to be a little strange yes. as a working actor to have this one thing that that you did for a year or however long. And even then it wasn't a full year because that, you know, they shot for nine weeks or, you know, four months or however long they shot. And then it was done. And and so she spent four months on a job and now that's all anybody ever wants to talk about, <laughs> you know, and that must be a really strange thing as well. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoyed her. I laughed at her panel. I wish we'd gotten to see the John Barrowman, if for no other reason than for the comparison. Right. Um, but it was slam-packed. There was no way Yeah, we, we did not get there. to the John Barrowman. Because he did two. He did Sunday, but we had to leave early, early mm-hmm. Sunday. Because we had to fly across the whole country. But anyway, but yeah, we at least got the... We tried to get into the line. And I don't know. I'm, again... I don't have FOMO. I'm like, this is a long line. I'm not going to wait here and get jammed back into a room. Yeah. We did actually get to see him through Literally. one of the side doors. He was wearing a dress. At um, least the first time we got to see him. We later got yes. to see him again. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> but anyway, just from a panel perspective. Yes. That, but that was all. And the crowd was going crazy. And he clearly knew how to work them mm-hmm. um, beautifully. But that's John Barrowman. And he's... Again, I suspect that even if we'd been able to see it from comparison, he is such a different yes. kettle of fish. I mean, he is... He's a performer. He is a well, showman. Showman, you're right. I mean, Catherine Tate is obviously a performer. But, yeah, but, but he is a showman. Right. And, and he <laughs> The wants, greatest showman? Um, maybe, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he wants the attention. He is quite happy to talk about it for days and, you know, that sort of thing. So very different people. And so possibly wouldn't be fair to compare them. And he's someone who's very familiar with the fandom. So yes. Yeah. I guess the last panel, I mean, unless you can think of another one that we went to was acting on audio. And this was sort of the big finish panel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also quite enjoyed this one. Yeah. I was a little late to it cause I was, uh, doing a meetup, uh, picture thing. But anyway, so what did you think of Big Finish with Nick Briggs, Yasmin Bannerman, Jacob Dudman, Lisa Greenwood, and Tim Trailer? I'm probably saying his name wrong. Reminds me of Trenzalor every time I hear it. <laughs> uh, every time I hear his name. So, uh, Trailor. I think it's. I think that's the way you pronounce it, Trailor. Okay. That was really interesting. Nick Briggs is obviously fascinating. The, the three younger people were just voice performers for them but a lot of fun and it was interesting to hear how people had gotten into it and how it worked a little bit i just found the whole thing quite interesting yeah yeah it was definitely a good one to have yeah all right well going from panels so obviously a big part of gallifrey one and a lot of conventions is the cosplay yeah so did you have any particular favorites of course how did yours your experience work out i mean i, I guess we talked last week, but so Saturday, how did it go being uh, your Dalek dress? That was the second time, right? Yeah. yeah, my Dalek dress was good. It was very cute. Um, I wish I'd had more petticoats to poof it out a little bit, but that mm-hmm. was fine. Nick Briggs did actually walk past me in the corridor and made eyes at my dress. So I, was, <laughs> I was quite pleased with that. The trick was, because I had styrofoam balls attached to it, sitting was tricky and i eventually just had to figure out that i needed to sit on my petticoat and not my dress um so i I figured it out and it was fun Mm -hmm. but uh yeah uh tell us about your cosplay outfit yeah i thought my saturday went pretty well actually um it seemed to get more attention i went as my captain america captain jack mashup and people seemed to really enjoy it and lots uh, of people wanted to have your picture made i did yes that that was one to keep i thought that's a, a keeper um and so I went to a, the Captain Jack uh, cosplay photo meetup, and that was pretty cool. There were some one or two Captain Johns I thought was pretty cool. Or uh, I guess it was a Torchwood, anyway. But it was just basically all Captain Jacks of all genders, um, as well as some Captain Johns. And so that was pretty cool. Mm. But, but yeah, it was a little unique take. And all ages, too. So that was interesting. So yeah, I was, I was successful. The, the Captain America shield, I'm afraid, was a fatality of the travel yes it got cracked on the way out and then absolutely destroyed on the way back i'm yeah, afraid yeah. So. so but you know yeah we i always have a birthday coming up so. that's right that's right <laughs> but yeah no, i was I've, i was glad because you know not having been to a meetup 
picture session before. You know, I mean, there, people got people have a million phones. I'm not going to throw mine out there because whatever. I assume it'll pop up somewhere. And, yeah. And of course, it didn't pop up somewhere. Then eventually, it popped up like on Instagram. Like five days later, it's like, oh, good, finally, I'm glad someone got someone got a shot of well, it. Well, I mean, there's yeah. a big there's a picture of us somewhere with Jamie Childs. Oh, is there? I didn't see that. Yeah, because they put us in the closet. Oh, you're part, right. Remember and took our they picture. Did do with yeah, that. we need to find out because yeah. I wouldn't mind having a copy of that. Yeah, because I was standing right good next point. to him in the front. So yeah. there's that. That's true. But any other cosplays you? Oh were yeah, particularly I mean we play we played a scavenger hunt. Oh, that's true. Yes, cause it on was, Saturday. Yeah, because I I guess one part is just it's hard to take everything in, so maybe it's good to have a mission. So I said Saturday, let's get a pictures of all the doctors, but it has to be in order, uh, so that way it makes it a little bit more fun and challenging. So you know, you had to find one and two. I think the only thing we did go out of order on, we did see a war doctor early on, and you were like, let's just go ahead and get that one. Yes, because the there were not that many war doctors wandering around. Um, and actually, I was surprised. It was tricky. The trickiest one probably was nine. Yes. <laughs> Partly because not a lot of people dressed as nine, but also because you see somebody in a leather jacket and you're like, are they dressed as nine or are they just wearing a leather jacket? And so yeah. there was that. Uh, but we did find a, a lovely nine, mm. uh, a woman. We got a lot of, I, I feel oh. like we did pretty well in terms of our gender equality in our pictures. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was great fun. Loved the Girl Scout Weeping Angel. Oh, goodness. Yes, that was that was good. Yes. Um, hated the tiny children running around as weeping angel cherubs because that was creepy. That was creepy. Uh, there was somebody dressed as a full-sized adipose. Oh, yeah. Very plush and big and whatever. Yeah. There was someone dressed as Davros properly, properly working that. There were a lot of 1950s rows. Yeah, and that's I was a popular. little surprised yeah. by that, but I guess it's a very iconic. You know, when you think about, oh, how do I dress as Rose? That right. is very distinctive. So, you know, in the same way that Donna and her wedding dress, right, is very distinctive, and we saw several of those. Um, I think the kids were the most fun. Yeah, um, the little kids dressed as. Um, uh, the water people. From for, Cass- with Cassandra, her yes. moisturizers or whatever they're called. Oh, and so they were these little tiny kids in these white outfits with spray guns and a little model Cassandra that they were rolling around. That was... Because I think it was funny. There was an adult version of that. Mm-hmm. And then one of the hotel rooms we passed by that had the big party that we never got invited to that had the plush... Or had the, excuse me, had the blow-up Dalek also had a Cassandra in their window that they... Yes. Actually, yeah. Yeah, we did get a picture with the or I got a picture yep. with the Dalek because that one almost matched my dress. But yeah, we never got an invitation to the party, so yes. we should have just walked in. I guess been I'm like, "What up, yo?" We're the parents of everyone, <laughs> Shut so up. you kids make Shut sure. Up. Uh, no, uh, it's, 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 there are a lot of young people there. There were a lot of young people there. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. But um, yeah, so let's yeah, and there was just a lot of cosplays. I will throw our pictures up on our. On my Instagram and Facebook. So, but then a yeah. lot of people who just weren't. Yeah. And and I, I guess I was a little surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going... And not... This is not me being disappointed by it. I had sort of assumed if you're going to a full-on, this is a Doctor Who-themed thing, I figured everybody would be in costume at some point. Right. Um, but it was nice that people weren't, because then we felt just as normal at three o'clock going right let's go put our blue jeans on and go wander around so yeah that was my because i don't cosplay you know whatever but anyway a lot a lot but anyway not not doing a full day of it at least and so we always seem to be like mid-afternoon we'd be like changing to our sort of civilians and and be tired tired of being in a dress and because i had a captain america mask which it was a little sweaty i mean because it's it is what it is but you know so i just take it off during panels you know dab the sweat off Mm -hmm. the mask in my head and put it back on but it it seemed to acclimate after a while i guess because you never know what the temperature is going to be you're too cold too hot you know and it was all of those things exactly yeah we broke california yeah sorry about that Cool. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cosplays. So yeah, just look up hashtag Galley One Number One, and you'll find lots of great pictures there. Yep. So let's just start, talk about sort of everything else outside of the sort of formal um, con. 
So the foods and the eats, what'd you think of that? Um, we did a lot of, or not a lot of, but we did Grubhub and Domino's and things like that. We didn't try any of the food trucks, no. um, which I'm a little sad about. But I'm just not a fan of lines, which I know sounds funny at a convention. I mean, because I remember at Dragon Con, I waited probably an hour to go see the Star Trek and you know panel because that's just how long you had to wait over there. But here, I was just like, you know what? I'm really not doing to work hard for anything, really. Yeah, and <laughs> and that was fine. Um, and there were lines, and we ate. Um, we had a couple of good breakfasts in the hotel. Yeah. Um, it wasn't we, crazy. I mean, it was a hotel price. It wasn't a crazy yeah. hotel price. Yeah. You got your eggs Benedict. So. I did, yes. Twice. Yep. The first one was really good. The second one was okay. Okay. We walked to Denny's in the pouring rain. Thank you, LA. Pouring rain. Uh, but the food was good, so there was that. Mm-hmm. And later we found out they delivered. And then later we found out we could have grub-dubbed it, so, you know, important to know. Yeah, we went to, what we got, um, or what, because you're the one who ordered, we got burgers, where were the burgers from? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I know It was a place I don't, I don't think I'd heard of, actually. No. But anyway. No, I don't remember. And then ordered a pizza another night. Yeah. And then, well, and so I guess we talked, we had, um, so like I said, with next week, we'll have Shar on, but for her we met Shar and Patrick, who do Babble for Five, the Babble on Five video podcast. We went to Z Pizza. Okay, was uh, the place? It's like, you cannot push, ask me to remember that. Was two blocks? Oh, because you were you were yeah yeah. yeah. Shar brought vodka. <laughs> yeah, and so which I you was, may or may not be able to tell during the podcast. <laughs> you might be able to. I get really talkative when mm-hmm. I've had a little bit to drink. So, but that was a nice place. It wasn't crazy busy. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's due to the weather or the time of day. It, it was, was Valentine's li- night. <laughs> it was Valentine's night, and it was a little bit more temperate because we ate outside. Yeah, and it was a little chilly, but not. Yeah, they Hectic. had beer taps. That's not the right word. Well, yeah. they did. But they sort of like you had, you know, 12 that you did it yourself. It just yeah. the yeah. electronic thing, which took me a while to figure out. But Yeah, I did not drink no. while I was there because I'd had quite a plenty <laughs> by then. Uh, but yeah, that was fun and not too far away. And that's a good thing. We ended up eating at the, is it, at the, the restaurant there. And there's like several, but it's the one right at the bar. I forget the formal name of that restaurant. Mm. It's not the social because that's over there. That was where we'd had the breakfast. Right. So it's the one that's basically the bar, the, the restaurant that, that's beside the bar or under mm. beside the bar. So we went there one time. We just have like appetizers or. Yeah. And it was pretty, you know. A pretzel and beer cheese. Yeah. And... Basically because usually you could find a table versus waiting into the lobby. And... Yes. Well, when we first got there, yes. you could find a table. We tried to eat there at one point and they were like, an it's hour, an hour yeah. wait. And we were like, nope. Yeah, grub up. Yep. <laughs> so, uh. That was fine. I think that's when we skipped dinner, because I think that's when I, we were going to do... Like, when we had Patrick... Uh, Larry and, and uh, Darren. Darren, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the lobby, and they refer to it as LobbyCon, that got a little bit hectic for me. And I was a little surprised, considering how much activities were going on late night, that people still lobbied. Yeah. But, of course, I guess, what can we say? We were there, too. <laughs> yeah, so. also true. Although, on Saturday night... <laughs> yes, karaoke. We did go to karaoke. Yeah, that was that was definitely cool. I mean, we yeah, were definitely they had drinking fantastic, as well. As yeah, <laughs> they, had, they had blue drinks that they called the Thirsty Tardis. They had two signature drinks. They, yeah, I can't remember the other one The one, one at the got. actual bar, I forget, too, what it was. Yeah, I remember not liking purple. it as much. Yeah. So, I did like the... Thirsty Tardis or whatever. Yep, yeah, yeah. So Better. I drank blue drinks all night, and yeah. you drank white Russians. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I just well, I think that yeah, from the bar, I just said give me some. Oh no, that was from the that the karaoke bar because they had Kahlua. At the other bar, I had uh, <laughs> um, a martini, an espresso martini. martini. Yeah, I, I like uh, which they sweet. normally didn't make, but right. uh, did special for you, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the karaoke was a lot of fun because everybody was just singing along and. All ages. The the entire place nearly shut itself down <laughs> when somebody got up to sing the theme song from Oh Ducktales. Ducktales. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was the place to be. Which of course has a Doctor Who connection. Of course. It has a couple of Doctor Who. Apparently Catherine Tate does it as That's well. That's true, yeah. So uh yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did not sing. No, no. Well we did. Yes, not we did formally. not get on stage and sing. We, we were just, helping. Yeah, we they, were we were background vocals for a lot of yeah. songs. We just enjoy helping. That's our, our yeah. role. But it was really cool. I mean, it was a place we could sit down and drink, and we had entertainment, but we could also do a lot of people watching, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> right. Oh, yes. um, there was definitely one guy there dressed as Frankenfurter. Yes. Yeah, I, I took his photo. Yep. yep. So, 
So we there heard two go. renditions of Sweet we Transvestite. We did hear two versions of Sweet Transvestite, <clears throat> uh, which, okay. Yeah, that's right. We sang along with both of them. That's right. Uh, and you're welcome. Exactly. <laughs> so. Anything else? What other? The weather, of course, was horrible. It but, was pretty dire. But yeah. We, we got through it. So yeah. The hotel itself, what'd you think of? Of course, we were lucky enough to score being at the Marriott. We were lucky enough to score it being at the Marriott. And not only that, but we ended up with a ground level room. Yes. First floor. Yes. So our. Uh, no, well, I mean, it wasn't first floor to the lobby. It was actually said, downstairs from the I mean, lobby. When you said ground level, that was literally the first floor. But when you say ground level, it's actually had to go down. Well, I was thinking it was ground level to the pool. Yes. So we actually pool had level. a back door <laughs> yes. that opened out into the pool area, yeah, uh, which was quite cool. nice. Yeah. yeah. And and really easy. Mm-hmm. You know, in between panels, I could pop over to the room and go yeah. to the loo or what. You know, so... Yeah. Uh, I liked being that close, but still, once once the door was closed, mm-hmm. yeah, because I was I was wondering, and then probably the weather helped. I didn't know how crazy it would be in our backyard with partying and everything. Yeah, not to be the old man, but whatever. I um, mean, not that we weren't up, but anyway. But I think the weather sort of kept it the the pool partying to a minimum. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, but people were in the pool, and we were in the hot tub, yeah. and then lots of people were in the hot tub. That's right. So we were trendsetters. We were. Yeah, and but yeah, I, I liked the hotel. I mean, it was our first time, so I don't know any different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, no complaints that I can nope. really think of. Of, I mean, uh, other than it being crowded, but I'm sure that's the point. Um, so you know, it's one of the things with, with the lobby con because like we'd be like, oh hey, let's meet up. You know, when Darren, our my co-host from City Alpha Three, came, and we're going to meet Larry Nemechek, who's on the Trek panel. There's really it was like no place for four people to sit at you know 10:30 at night. So it's like, ah, let's just go to our room. And of course, after the weather had been nicer, we actually stayed in the pool area for a little bit, but it got a little cool there, so we ended up just going to our room, which was fine. But I'm sure maybe if the weather was nicer, then the pool area may have been more of a, a secondary lobby con. Um, yes. Though uh, you get better drink service at the, the lobby, whereas at the pool area, your drink service is very interesting. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. 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 Everything comes in a can, no matter what you order. Yep. No matter what you order, it's in a can. Yep. So, that's interesting. And in a paper bag. Exactly. All right. So, now that we uh, grizzled our way through our first Gallifrey one, if you met someone who was going their first time, mm. what would you recommend to them? Or if you went a second time, what would you do differently, if anything? I'd definitely go to karaoke another night. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was. I don't know why. I think we were, had guests every yeah, night. Yeah, may, and maybe that's it, because we had talked about it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think being prepared for the lobby mm-hmm. is the most thing, you know, because I was thinking, well, you know, I know it's a little expensive, but we can eat at the hotel every time, and that wasn't really an option. Yeah, yeah, just sort of figuring out your your food choices. But I think, like I said, with the Grubhub, you know, then there are you have all the choices in the world. So yeah, I would yeah. tell people if you're worried about food, you know, you don't want to walk, you don't want to spend all the money in the world. Just Grubhub it. They'll come to your hotel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Room. absolutely. Yeah. And we could. I mean, we sort of did. Cheap and easy. We've yeah. got burgers and fries, yeah, but you pizza, know, yeah. you can get Chinese and Italian and all sorts of things. And yeah, and maybe if you're younger and cooler, you can get invited to all the room parties. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I possibly would have been better prepared with alcohol. Yeah, because well, just the two of us that made people question, and then traveling. I guess unless you just say hit a, a uh, liquor store. In, or something, in LA. Yeah. yeah, or even just a grocery store and gotten some beer. Mm. Uh, just because trying to get a beer at the, the bar, bar right. was a nightmare. Yeah, because we did talk to a server when we were in the sort of lobby area, because they had a server, at least that one night they did, um, work in the lobby area, and she was saying, oh, a lot of people bring their own stuff. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But then now looking back, I'm like, well, I see why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's something that I would think about. Be aware of weight limits on your suitcases. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we had to play that game both going out and coming back of uh, redistributing weight between our two suitcases so that Phillips wasn't too heavy to travel. Right. To know. What about you? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me personally, this would not apply to other people. 
I mean, it's what I did this time, but also just the next time, you know, for the panel schedule, you know, be pretty good about what you want to see, you know, because you can't really, I mean, you could do it on the fly, but I wouldn't suggest that. Uh, you know, it's just no, make a choice. Well, this is what, what I'm going to go see. And then that's what you go see. You're going to miss out on stuff. You're always going to miss out on stuff. There's like five choices every hour. So if you like two of them, then you're pretty much screwed. So, you know, just pick what you want and then don't worry about what you're missing. And then try to meet with someone else who went to all the other panels and then you can talk about what went on. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It would I, I, I don't know... And again, this may be because we're old, as mm-hmm. you say, but I don't know how to necessarily go about meeting people. Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit. We, I mean, you know, we got the whole, I guess we didn't even talk, we talked ribbons a little bit last week, but, you know, people are always coming up and talking and chatting. And Yeah, I mean, we were not antisocial. No. We talked to a lot of people, but. <laughs> but we may just present older, so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But we never had, and we introduced ourselves to people, mm-hmm. but it never went, you know, oh, we should hang out, or oh, we should get each other's email addresses. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because we're attached, and people are like, no, nah, there's no point in bringing in a couple, <laughs> unless they're into that sort of thing. Wait, Right, it's a different kind of convention. It is a different kind of convention. Right. Everyone leave your TARDIS key. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I it would have been nice to have gotten more autographs of like the Babylon Five people or Tony Curran, uh, who played, if I'm saying that name right, who played Vincent Van Gogh. Um, but I don't know, I'm just not a line person. I mean, it, it depends how bad you really want it. Look, like I said, at Dragon Con, seeing Star Trek people, I waited in line. But I was like, for autograph, I'm like, I don't know, I'll wait. 15 minutes, but I mean, I'm not going to yeah, spend only, my whole hour the here. The only reason we got John Barrowman's autograph was because there wasn't a queue. Yeah, let's talk. We didn't talk about that. So, yeah, let's talk about John Barrowman. So, we he was in the dealer's room and where the, all the, most of all the autographs are, of course. And I just happened to notice, like, well, there's only like, it's a short line. Yeah, like I, two people or something. And so, so we were like, hey, can we get in there? And she's like, oh, he's finishing up right now. And we were like, oh. Uh, and then she was like, well, if you really want, you know, uh-huh. she was not going to turn our money away. Yeah. It was one of those things where, like, I don't begrudge her because, like, I know what it is where it's like to work someplace and someone shows up with one minute to close. You're like, F you, man. Yeah. So, like, yeah. like we were really like, oh, well, that's no big deal. But she was like, I mean, if you want to. So, and so we were like, yeah, yeah let's, let's do, do it. it. So. Uh, but then we got up there, and they had, like, all of these headshots of him that you could pick for him to sign. Uh-huh. And that came with the price of the autograph right. so we got our picture of john barrowman and we took it up to him and then he um, it was interesting because he was uh, yeah i don't know he, he seemed not detached but i guess focused on some like i don't know maybe he just i'm just joking i don't know the man but like he just taken his you know medication attention medication so he can only do one thing at a time and so he was very intent on like i'm going to make sure your autograph is correct instead of being like hey how you doing whatever and I, and see, I just got the impression that he was knackered. Uh, and that, know, that, he had done his yeah. hour long. You know, he'd been doing pictures. <clears throat> he'd done his hour long <clears throat> panel yeah. all by himself, and that must have taken tremendous amounts of energy. And then we were at the tail end yeah. of his autographs. Yeah, and this is, this is no complaints about John. It's just sort of like no. it was just a little off. Um, but which is again fine. So you know, I, I he started to do like Philip, but he did it with one L. And he's like, oh, no, this is wrong. And he just ripped up the photo. I'm like, yeah, oh, and, and Philip okay. was like, no, it's okay, it's okay. And he's like, nope, and ripped it up and was like, I need another one. And so then Philip had to go get another one. So. Yeah, it's one of those things that it's like on stage. It seemed like that took 10 minutes. I don't know how much it actually took. No, real life. it didn't take Because it seemed long, like he but... asked for it. No one would get it. And so I was like, well, I'll go get it. And then, of course, the person had packed up. So then I had to get her to put all the photographs oh, no. out. And so I don't know what went on in your version of the story during like the eight hours I yeah. was over there. Where it was just you and him. We were just chit chat. I was like, "Hey, I met you at Guilford Castle. You were filming something." He's like, "What was I filming?" And I was like, "I have no idea." And he says, "Me either." <laughs> you know. So at least you got some alone time with him. Yes, but again, he yeah. seemed a little bit detached and yeah. tired. Which is just yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't expect people to be on all the time. No, and I because like was, I say that whole because mm, yeah. then he got both our names right. And then, I forget how it kind of ended, but I remember it was just me and him at the end when I was walking away. And I just thought, like, look, this guy's been everything. I don't normally fist bump, but it's like, I'll just do that that way. Because like, also, people shake your hand, they hug you, you're worn out, so I just fist bump. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he said, I'd like to, I, yeah. I'm a, a handshaker. Yeah, cool. yeah, which was very nice, yeah. 
But as we, you say, that you know, shaking people's hands all day has got to be exhausting and really germy. And hugging because he's oh no, he's a he's hugger, a hugger and people yeah. and his fans are huggers and you know we're, we're just like John, you can. You know, yeah, you can yeah. be a ten percent for us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we are not going to begrudge you being well at ninety percent instead of at a hundred percent. Of course, you... of course, I say that during. I guess this was after we had done. I almost felt like I don't forget if it was in the middle of our debacle or it must have been afterwards when we were done because we were supposed to uh, theoretically be the last people, but then people kept trickle, 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 yeah. trickle, trickle, and so we had the kids. The oh little... no, that was right before us. Was that was that, that right was right before, before us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the little kids with the Cassandra, Cassandra. And, and he needed to make a film. Yes, he did a short film. Um, so he had his phone, and he was he was like, "Okay, in just a minute, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say, oh, it looks like Cassandra needs to be hydrated, and then you're going to.' And then the Davros character uh, was there, uh, the person dressed up as as Davros. So he was like, "All right," and so no, stay there. And then when I've said action, you're going to roll. I mean, he was directing this little short film with these tiny children. It was very cute. I liked it. My favorite part is he did it all just for a joke because he had the kids moisturize, moisturize. When Davros moved to he's like, hey, here's a guy who looks like he needs some moisturizing. And I was like, it's all for that, isn't it? Yep. Yep. It was funny. Yeah. And very cute. So, you know, he was going above and beyond in a lot of ways. So Mm -hmm. I I did not begrudge him not giving us 100%. We already have him. the autographed John Berman photo in our Torchwood, or excuse me, Torchwood. Well, no, in our Torchwood cube of our Doctor Who overall shelf, bookshelf cube. Yeah. yeah, area. So yeah, so yeah, that was it. Was definitely cool because now we now I have a story to go with it, right? Yep. The ripped up photo. And, Absolutely. Yeah. And so, in conclusion, what it was Gallifrey one all you thought it would be. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily because it's a big trip, mm-hmm. and I don't know necessarily it's a trip that I would want every year. Yeah, because just because it is a big trip, mm-hmm. and we like to travel. Yeah, you know, and right now our next big one is going to be back to England. Um, that'll be our next big one, but we've got some little ones in the in the mix as well. So, and we like to go different places and try different things yeah. sometimes. So. Of course, then I, we will be going to Raleigh Supercon. That's that right. Yes, we will be going, spending a day at Raleigh Supercon, and we'll be able to see. I don't know what I would do for cosplay because you know, I don't think a Captain America, Captain Jack, would get as much play because I don't know how many Captain Jacks. Uh, yeah, I mean there would be, but not a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I'll and I don't it. know. Tardis dress would be good. Well, even the dog, both the years would work. Yeah, we'll see how I feel about yeah. it. I feel like maybe if, if just because you've done TARDIS twice, you could do the Dalek one again. Because there may not be, a, since we'll, it's just going to be a day, you know, we'll stay the night. I don't know if you'll necessarily be sitting down as much. So it's just a thought. But you yeah, do we'll whatever see. you want. We'll Give see. it a little more play, you know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Well, that was our Gallifrey One adventure. So we can certainly ask answer any questions about it or spread any of the love. There was, um, you know, a lot of contacts or a lot of people said hi. And we had our little add in the program so hopefully maybe that if you're a new listener we certainly appreciate you joining so with that we're going to go into the TARDIS library when you close your eyes I go to the library go to the library now and with this into the TARDIS library where it's interesting uh, there was a room at Gallifrey 1 which I've been to one in the Star Trek conventions before, and Doctor Who one before. Where it's just they're just showing Doctor Who, obviously uh, makes yes. sense, right? Yeah. And so one of the episodes, one we'd both seen, of course, was the shared Sarah Jane Adventures, um, the Death of the Doctor with the Eleventh Doctor. But for today's uh, Tardis Library, we're going to be talking about a different Sarah Jane Adventure episode, and that is the Wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, which premiered twenty nine October, two thousand and nine. Would you like to give the synopsis there? Yes, please. After Sarah Jane starts acting suspiciously, Luke, Clyde, Ronnie, and K-9 investigate. They discover she has a new boyfriend, Peter Dalton, and they're going to get married. Clyde suspects Peter may be an alien. 
At the wedding, an old enemy returns. As the gang finds themselves trapped in a time loop in limbo, can a very special friend from the past save Sarah, her friends, and the entire planet Earth from the wrath of the trickster? And the very special friend, of course, being... The trickster. Oh, the doctor. The tenth doctor. Yes, the tenth doctor. Yes, so this was the... Tenth uh, Doctor's cameo in Sarah Jane, what mm-hmm. we'd seen the Eleventh Doctor's before. So, what did you think of the Tenth Doctor's adventure? Yes, I always loved the Tenth Doctor. Uh, I find him a lot of fun. I think my favorite thing, um, and we talked a little bit while it was happening, Clyde is the suspicious one mm-hmm. all the way through this. Um, and they've got him dressed, at least for the wedding, like the Doctor. Yeah. Brown pinstriped suit with white trainers, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting zapped with the Artron. Why am I saying that wrong? Anyway, with the energy, I suddenly left my head how to say that. Energy the from the TARDIS, energy. which of course will come up again with... The 11th Doctor. Yes, um, next Sarah Jane adventure with the Doctor. Yep. So, but yeah, I, I didn't like think it actually... I'd seen part two, I think, twice or for some reason, but I've never seen the part one setting everything up. So I thought that was an interesting mm. one. You know, should I have the TARDIS noises playing without the first episode to kind of tease you about what's going on? So, but yeah, I thought it was it was a interesting adventure, um, especially with the way that sort of you know you have Sarah Jane, but then with the Tenth Doctor, who you know tends to take the air out of the room, you know, when he comes in, which is fine. Um, but then they, he sort of disappears for a little bit, so it allows the kids to sort of be back into the focus of the show because it's you know their show. Um, but yeah, I thought it sort of played well because you had sort of Sarah Jane and uh, Peter and the trickster and sort of this scene. And then you had the kids and the doctor in this scene and even K-9 as well. So I like the way, and both of them do it really nicely, both Matt Smith and David Tennant. But I think David Tennant in particular are really good at giving this, I've known you for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they can give Sarah Jane this look that just says, you're the person I've known forever, mm. um, even though they've done very little together. <laughs> um, and I think that's really nice, and I always enjoy that. Uh, Sarah Jane is very much one of the most special companions, I think. It was interesting. We just caught some tail end to to make some references here at Galley 1 of uh, Katie Manning, who played Joe Grant, who, mm. who was, seems an absolute delight. Yeah, she was just adorable, and she was hugging people and just really friendly, yeah. But the, I guess she was, I guess someone asked her about um, Death of the Doctor, but she talked about uh, Liz uh, Slayton, of course, Sarah Jane, um, Liz saying that she thought her character was a little, um, you know, needed to loosen up a little bit. So, you know, in this episode here where she, she is sort of, Falling in love. I mean, and I, I guess we've talked about it a little bit. But what do you think of that character of Sarah Jane that, after having all these adventures as a young person, sort of becomes this sort of solitary figure of sort of putting up walls around herself? And Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I think, yes, I think that there are walls. I think we're... I think at the same time, though, we would be doing her a disservice to suggest that by not having a husband well she's not even that social uh, no that's certainly true although she does have canine and mr smith you know it it, it's not completely Mm -hmm. antisocial right um it's just sort of caught up in a different place it may be a little strange that her three best friends are young children (laughs) um you know, when you're, I guess, if you're changed in a way that nobody else can really understand. Right. What do you do? So, that's why I thought it was an interesting episode with this, because, you know, Peter seems like a nice chap, um, other than the deviousness that's going around around him. And so, but it, you know, the story's somewhat a little hard with the accelerated timeline of meeting and getting married yes. and all that. But, yeah. you know, the characters all say that, too, so it's not like that's unacknowledged or anything. So, um, but it was sort of nice to sort of see that part of her character of of connecting with another sort of her age uh, person. Yeah. Especially in a romantic manner. Because, um, you know, it sort of makes her think about, oh, you know, the one time I try and do it, this happens. Um, but, you know, hey, you know, I have my, my son and, you know. My kitty pals and all that stuff, you know. So. <laughs> and my canine. Yep. I wonder what 
the thought process was in terms of just bringing Sarah Jane back. Mm -hmm. Just because I think it might be interesting to bring two companions back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and have them go off on these wild adventures where they're in charge, you know. I don't know. I don't know. And of course, then I was thinking about present day, and I was like, I don't know who you'd get, because everybody's off in different places. Clara and Puddle Bill. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know. I can, I can get behind a Puddle Bill. Uh-huh. Um, a Puddle Cyberman Bill. Yeah. Whatever she is. But yeah, if you think about which companions in... And knew who, and knew who are currently walking around London. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Rose is gone. Right. Uh, Martha's still. Well, she, she she she's off doing unit stuff. Well, yeah, or independent. Yeah, her and Mickey independent contractor. With her husband. Yeah, yeah, she's off being an army girl. Yep. And then Donna's technically still around. She is, but has no <laughs> recollection of anything. Mm-hmm. Amelia's in the past. Yep, Amelia and Rory are in the past. Oh. That's everyone. Clara. Well, hopefully, I guess traveling around in her TARDIS. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. She's uh, dead, too. Av- oh, my death. God. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can't do it with any of the current companions. So I'm hoping. Oh, we did forget to mention, by yeah. the way, about uh, seeing young Amelia yes. on our panel. She was cute. Yeah. I think we might have talked about her the first Last time. Last week. So yeah, that's that fine. Right. Though we didn't, I don't think we'd seen the little girl dressed as little Amelia. Until, oh, so cute yes. with her little red wellies yeah. oh, and a little bobble hat. Oh, <laughs> the kids were my favorite bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good Sarah Jane episode. Yes. It, it does make you wonder, um, I don't know this for a fact, but I assume no other classic companions will ever show up again. But it does make you wonder why, if they would ever thought about doing more of that. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, they're obviously still around. <laughs> yeah. And I would be really interested to... I would love to see Susan show back up. Yeah. That, would, I think, would be really interesting. That does make me think. And I know this Although, is, presumably, I mean, Susan stayed... On Earth. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, I mean, I she know. stayed on Earth, so... Yeah, that's true. It's not like... Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, uh, I really hope Chipmill doesn't do anything to these companions. Like, crazy. I just hope they all like, ah, uh, we're done. Uh, well, we're just going to stay at home now. Yeah, and sit we're by good. the fire. Yeah, and... we're uh, just going to live our lives. Yeah. You don't, please don't kill us. Yeah. <laughs> when their yeah. time Again, is up. Again, because when you think about all of the modern yes. companions, none of them are living normal lives yeah. except for Donna, and that's only because her memory was wiped. Right. So, that's sad. It is. Anyway. Anyway, so like I said, next week we'll be having our recording of... Shar uh, talking about her first time doctoring experience. She's, mm-hmm. you know, she's her, the thirteenth doctor is her first doctor. Yep, which I think is an amazing thing. Yep, that's and, very really exciting. And we, I started her on the ninth doctor, so she's gotten a little bit of a taste about that. So. Yes, but she's just watched a couple of episodes of that. So we'll so, be yeah. having that for next week. So until then, enjoy all of the adventures of the doctors, whether it's reading, listening, or watching them throughout all of time and space. This is BBC Television.